The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The Electoral Commission is currently grappling with the challenge of redrawing the oil constituencies with a particular focus on the complex cases of Drogheda at Eastmeath, but indeed there are many complex cases all over the country. Balancing the interests of the regions and considering their overlapping issues like housing and population growth is a highly demanding task. So they're going to tell us all about it on uh, this coming Wednesday, but to give us what we might anticipate, I'm joined by geography lecturer Maynooth University, Adrian Kavanagh. Adrian, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Uh, I'm very well. It's a, a complex job they've got to do. Just, to, if you would, lay down the parameters under which they are operating. So the main parameters, Pat, uh, first of all, the constitutional requirement that there must be at least one TD for every 30,000 people in the state. That's people, not voters. So the increase in population at the last census means that there will be at least 11 new seats in the next all. And based on the parameters set for the Electoral Commission, there could potentially be up to 20 extra seats yeah. in the new doll. Because it's a representation between 20 and 30,000, 30 being the max. And already in some constituencies, they're well over that. Uh, so depending on what figure they aim for... It could be as many as 21 TDs uh, extra or a minimum of 11 TDs. And uh, they don't have, according to the boss of the commission, they don't have a mandate to future-proof for, you know, forthcoming elections. They've got to work in the now. No, that's true. Although I suspect they might do a little bit of future-proofing this time around in that they might try and... I suspect they'll go with a number at the upper end of the range because if they do that, there is a chance this is a number they could keep for the next revision or maybe the next two revisions. Yeah. Uh, we've seen the total number of TDs jump around, change quite a bit over the last three revisions. So they would like some degree of stability. As well as that, the decisions to make in this report, which is going to be probably the most dramatic report probably since the 1980 report, maybe even more dramatic than that because of the increased number of TDs, whatever they decide this time is probably going to set the precedent for future reports in any case because there's some decisions to make, particularly with current 5C constituencies like Carlo Kilkenny, Lee Shoffley, Wexford, Donegal, Tipperary, that probably the decisions they make this time around will more or less be determine the shape of those yeah. constituencies for the next few reviews. Yeah. Because if you've got a five-seater and you've had population growth, mm. it's almost a no-brainer to create two threes. It's almost a no Ideally, it would be brilliant if the Commission had had the power to be able to drop six-seaters, in my opinion, because they're now... It's an electoral commission that, it's worth noting, has only been in place since January. So uh, under the new rules set for boundary commissions back in 2009, normally the Constituency Commission would have had well over a year to do this work. Uh, the Electoral Commission has only had a few months. That's quite a challenging piece of work. So they've got to make some very, very sensitive decisions. And in a lot of cases, they're making these decisions in a vacuum. So Wexford has been a five-seat constituency, I could be wrong here, but more or less since the foundation of the state. So they've got to divide up Wexford, but how do you divide up Wexford? Where do you draw the line? Mm. What's to stop you making a really, really stupid mistake? And you can make stupid mistakes because uh, the yeah. people in the commission don't know the micro-geography of Wexford, for instance. Yeah, but at the same time, if you add in an extra seat, 
it means that the existing five, if they've done well by their constituents, um, should be able to find a seat because there's one ah. one slack. That is the case, but the big problem, Pat, is where the boundary line is drawn. Nearly all politicians get most of their votes, personal votes, from in and around their home area. So you could be a brilliant TD, hard-working TD, uh, we'll say for Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael. Maybe next time around, if you're a Sinn Féin candidate, uh, the laws of geographical gravity, you might defy them. But if you're, say, a Fianna Fáil TD or Fianna Gael TD, you, you've been doing the work for... Well, what happens if the Commission draws the boundary line straight through the middle of your home base? Yeah. In a lot of cases, it's political retirement or you're already planning mentally your Shannad campaign. Oh dear, oh dear, yeah. So uh, you can look at another neighbouring constituency to uh, Wexford, and that's Wicklow. If Wicklow were to become two threes... Oh, yes, yeah. Now explain that why, be, that, uh, why that is so fraught. It's so fraught because that's a, uh, Wicklow's population isn't as big as Wexford, so it's not guaranteed. But if they went down that route, the likelihood would be a North Wicklow constituency and a South Wicklow constituency. The problem is all the TDs in Wicklow at the moment are based in North Wicklow, in the Bray Greystones area. So you would have, unless someone decided to retire, you would have five TDs looking to win three seats. And you can almost guarantee Sinn Féin would have a second candidate. So that would be a political bloodbath. Whereas South Wicklow or possibly South Wicklow, East Kildare, uh, it basically would be three free seats. Uh, so again, there would be a lot of scope there for new mm. candidates, political parties to make gains. So in a lot of cases, you're expecting with extra seats, there's going to be openings there. The reality is, if Sinn Féin keep their current political trajectory, you could see Sinn Féin sucking up most of those extra seats. Yeah. So if Sinn Féin goes from, say, 35, 36 seats at the moment, up to the 50s or 60s next time, probably the easiest gains for them will be these new uh, electoral commission seats, for want of a better word. Yeah, but the, the the target to form a government gets uh, harder as well. Higher. Yeah, it because if you go yeah. up to 180, whatever, uh, TDs, you're looking to form a majority, you're looking at 90 plus. So, uh, the, you know, to assemble a coalition of any kind, be it uh, on the right or on the left or the centre, whatever, is going to be <laughs> very much a patchwork quilt. In theory, yes. Now, if you look at Station Féin, uh the way the boundaries are drawn up could have a big bearing here. My suspicion is, we talked about Wexford, we talked about Carlo Kilkenny, Wicklow. My suspicion is the next boundaries, we're going to see a lot more three-seaters in rural Ireland, whereas in Dublin, a lot of a number of three- or four-seaters will become four- and five-seaters. So there's going to be very different things happening in different parts of the country. Now, if Sinn Féin get a bit of luck, so... Uh, a three-seat constituency, you would probably expect at the moment, a regular rural three-seat constituency, you'd expect Sinn Féin, on present national standings, would be well-placed to win one seat there. But it all depends then on how ambitious Sinn Féin gets and what level of luck to get in the next uh, in the next general election. Because in theory, definitely in Donegal, this is a strong likelihood, in theory, if Sinn Féin are doing very well nationally in the next election, there is a possibility that Sinn Féin could be pulling two seats out of three in a lot of rural constituencies. Definitely in the Donegal, I would expect. And if they're ambitious in Dublin, there's certain constituencies, we'll say Dublin South Central, 
where they could be well placed to win three seats out of five or possibly even three seats out of four. So in a scenario like that, uh, for the biggest party in the country, boundary changes can make it a lot easier to gain a lot more seats. And it could end up in a situation where they mightn't win an overall majority, but they might be in a very strong position to more or less ensure that there can be no other government but a Sinn Féin-led government. On the other hand, if the government's doing okay, it can work in their favour. So a lot of it depends on the politics of the time. So on the flip side, if Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are doing okay at the next general election, then those rural three-seaters could be one Fianna Fáil, one Fianna Gael, one Sinn Féin, which makes it a lot easier for them to bank up. So, so the, the, a lot of trepidation, I would uh, suspect, in Leinster House uh, in anticipation of Wednesday. Now, the other considerations they have to take into account, I mean, we know from, you know, the All-Ireland series and hurling and football, but mostly football because more counties are involved there, um, you know, county boundaries tend to be sacrosanct. And yet we have kind of married bits of this county and that county, Roscommon and Sligo and all the rest, uh, to cobble together constituencies. What are the imperatives for the Commission in this regard? The Commission is always required to try and preserve county boundaries. Uh, That's been the case for the previous constituency commissions. Uh, The last constituency commission, I would say, in this regard, did a real botch job in it. Uh, They tried to sort out West Cavan and North Tipperary and try and get them back in with the rest of Cavan, Monaghan and Tipperary. And in the process of doing so, they created, I think, about 11 or 12 new county boundary breaches. Bits of Leash and Offaly and Limerick and Mead were flying into different constituencies. Uh, So hopefully the Electoral Commission will do a better job with this this time round. The problem is, when you can't have six-seat constituencies, you're going to end up in a situation where you're going to be having to draw new boundary lines. And this probably could force a number of county boundary breaches that could have been avoided. So what you do with Carlo Kilkenny, uh, you probably have, it's got to be, it's enough population to have six seats, you can't have a six-seater, so it's going to be Carlo and a bit of Kilkenny and the rest of yeah. Kilkenny is a three-seater. But where do you draw the boundary? Yeah. Leitrim could be problematic as well. You could have a nice six-seat Roscommon Leitrim Sligo constituency. You can't do that. So I think we could be back into a scenario where Leitrim gets cut in half, which really caused ructions the last time round. Tell me this. We do do need constitutional change, don't we, if we need to create six-seaters. But there's also the possibility of... We don't, Pat. We don't. We We need constitutional change to change rule about one seat for every 30,000 people in the state. Uh, the rules about the number of seats, there's only one rule in the Constitution that says there should be at least three seats in a constituency. We've had six seats, seven seats, eight seats, and nine seat constituencies in the 1920s, 1930s. The rule set for this is set by the Oireachtas. So all you would need to do is bring in a new law or a new bill through the Oireachtas to change the rules. Yeah. What do you think the appetite would be? I mean, if you could have six, seven in the Dublin area, for example, you might have eight seater constituencies uh, to accommodate certain uh, aspects of of Dublin. Um, What would the appetite be? Would TDs be in favour of this, do you think? I think it depends on what party you would be from, Pat. Generally, since de Valera's gerrymander in 1947, since then, the largest number of seats we've had is five seaters. And it's generally been thought that 
we've never gone from that because Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael have always taught smaller number of seats per constituencies worked in favour of the largest parties. Because if you think about it yourself, if you win 40% of the votes in the mm. pre-seater, you could actually pull two seats out of three there. In fact, Fianna Fáil managed it with 36% of the vote in Cork North Central, or oh, that was three seats out of five back in the early 2000s. So the larger parties have generally, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael particularly, have generally liked this idea of having only three, four, and five seat constituencies. Uh, next time round, they probably won't be the larger parties. So maybe if there, ha- if there had been a time to make a change back to maybe even just six seaters, the time to do it would have been now. So it's still open to them to make those uh, kind of changes. The other suggestion from listeners is that we limit the number of TDs, therefore you change uh, the representational number from maybe 30,000 up to 50,000 and max uh, the seats out at 150. But any reduction in numbers, you can't see TDs voting like turkeys for Christmas. Well, that would have to be passed by a referendum because that's, that's a constitutional requirement. And you see, in theory, you think, OK... It was like, remember the Shannon uh, abolition referendum? I think it could go down that route because in theory people go, oh yeah, blah, 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 less TDs. But then when you get to the nitty-gritty of it, is a place like Carlo Leitrim saying, hang on a second, if they increase this up to 50,000, we mightn't have a TD for our county. And come referendum time, you'd have, I suspect, a low turnout in Dublin where it's probably not big, that big an issue, but you could have a 90% turnout in Leitrim, 90% in Carlo where they're voting to try and make sure they still keep a TD. Yeah. And I suspect it could end up like the Shannon abolition referendum. But it, it, that would require a referendum to change that. All right. Well, look, it's fascinating and we learn more on Wednesday. Adrian Kavanagh, Geography Lecturer at Maynooth University. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.